0: Gambling couch folks. This episode is dedicated to previewing the AL Central this upcoming baseball season. Alright, I want you guys hot takes on this on this division to start off. Keaton, what do you got? White Sox under. White Sox under, okay? Under something.
1: Good. I'm, I'm gonna say that that is a piss poor take. White Sox over, and they will be fighting Minnesota for a possible shot
0: at the division title. Very nice. I uh oh, shit. Just to start off Rona, with Rona, Rona! We're gonna go through each team. We're gonna give a, the best and worst case scenarios, um, a player to look out for, and our picks on their betting over/unders. Um, starting off with the Twins, their over/unders currently at 34 and a half. They won 101 games last year. They added Kenton Maeda to their rotation. Some guy named Josh Donaldson. Josh Donaldson's in town. He had a very good season last year. Um, so I'll just kind of lead into this one. I really like this team. I think they are one of the best lineups. In the MLB, they broke the home run record in a season last year. I mean just I don't think they will this season. No. Only 60 games, a little short sample size there. But I love this lineup. I think that they have boppers literally at every single position. Um, pitching staff leaves a little bit to be desired, but if you're hitting a bunch of home runs, I mean, that's just kind of the equation that you're hoping uh, works out for you is home runs, give up runs, but you're just going to score more. So... I think that their best-case scenario is they make a deep playoff push uh, late into the postseason if everything kind of clicks for them. If they have one of those, like, back-end rotation guys kind of have a good year, like I could see a Rich Hill guy making a nice impact for that. Dick Mountain. Dick <laughs> Mountain. Uh, worst, case, <laughs> worst case, they struggle with the pitching. Defense doesn't really hold up, um, and maybe they miss out on the playoffs to win the division. But I have them as the favorite. I like this team. What do you guys have on the Twins? Uh, hyped to see our guy, Justin. I'm, I'm a huge Donaldson fan. I'm just going to say that out loud.
2: But this guy's just going to be fun to watch. He's a great addition to a lineup that already had a ton of juice. Um, it kind of lets Sano slide over to first base, which I think, A, helps their defense, makes the lineup longer. He can kind of – Sano can kind of turn into a bottom-of-the-lineup guy and just leave the yard when he gets the opportunity to. And it kind of opens up their whole team even more. I think this pitching staff, Barrios really needs to –
1: Yeah, I really like the look of this lineup. Uh, you know, power at every corner, pretty consistent uh, up and down the lineup. When you look at the eight spot, it's Miguelson. No, I mean that guy was in the Derby two years ago, right? Sure. Yeah, sure. Why not? Let's say two. Let's say two. I don't care. It might have been three. Who gives a shit? But he's a legit threat up and down this lineup. Uh, they're deep, um, and then yeah, the you know the rotation not as solid as uh, some of the previous teams we've discussed in the AL East, but. You know, um, Berrios and Maeda both now have some good playoff experience, and uh, Odorizzi is another solid uh, two. And basically, as long as that starting rotation can keep up, I don't see too much of a reason why they uh, won't pull away with the AL Central.
0: I like their bullpen, too. Um, The top three guys, at least, Taylor Rogers, Tyler Duffy, and Trevor May. Uh, They've all been pretty solid lately, so I think they're going to eat up some mains for them if that starting pitching staff struggles a little bit. But, I mean, any way you break it down, there's, like you said, there's eight or nine guys who can hit. In a full season, they can hit, like, 30 home runs, each of them. Um, <clears throat> X-Factor for me, I think, just to keep an eye on, obviously someone who kind of gets lost in the shuffle with this team is Nelson Cruz just because he's been so consistent at that DH spot. Is it because he's 40? Yeah, he's been there so long people won't kind of forget about him, but he's, like, an elite bat. He really is. Um, and something else I think that we should watch out for is – we might have a potential guy who can hit 400 for this full season since it's only 60 games. If Luis Arias gets hot, that's a guy who is such a good contact hitter. We could see him. I mean, that, that might be something that can happen as he hits 400 for the whole year. I don't know. Who are you guys looking out for on this team? Byron Buxton needs to uh, stay healthy
2: and hit the baseball for me. He's just been like one of those guys that just quite never made the leap that we expected him to make. And like a lot of guys in this uh, lineup up and down, like if he clicks, they're dangerous. If he doesn't click, we can see a regression from last year, I think.
0: Good thing about him is he he's always going to bring plus-plus defense in center. Kind of one of those. It's a safety net. He's got yeah, like a floor, Like a Harrison Bader, but a better hitter. Um, but just that elite defense out there. But a Bader hitter. Tucker, any, any guys to watch out for?
1: Yeah, uh, I think Kenta Maeda is an interesting piece. I uh, really like that pickup for them, uh, You know, like, like I said, with the playoff experience. But it'll be interesting seeing how he adapts um, to a starting role uh, during the postseason because the Dodgers largely used him as a filler guy, needed it very well in that role. But it'll be interesting to see him step up to uh, be one of the core rotation pieces when they try to make a playoff push, which I think is a very
0: strong possibility for them. Yeah, I'm with you. And just to break down, um, kind of go over who they're going to be playing, It's you play 40 games against your division, so they'll be playing the Indians, Royals, White Sox, and Tigers. And then in the NL, they'll play 20, the remaining 20 games against the Pirates, Cubs, Brewers, Reds, Cards. A lot of teams that their over/unders aren't very high or low for, for the ones that are at the top of the division, a lot of them are around 30, 31. Um, it, it makes me think the sports books don't really know what's going to happen in either of the central divisions. So if one of these teams gets hot and kind of beats up on the rest of them, you could see them going pretty well over. And I think the Twins would be the best bet out of either of those divisions to do that just with their lineup and what they're going to be able to do to the baseball. Um, Second team in this division with the second-best odds is the Cleveland Indians. Their over-under is currently at 32. Um, they won 73 games last year, and I'll throw it to Keaton and let him break down what he thinks they're going to do.
2: I know it's really easy to sit here and just pencil the Twins in for another um, title, but to me, like, in situations like this where we don't know what's going to happen, it's a lot of unknown, short season, all that stuff you can go over, um, the thing you can really count on year-to-year to me is, like, quality pitching. That's the thing you can hang your hat on, and the Indians have it, and the Twins, I say, are close to having it. But the Indian staff is just head and shoulders better than everybody else in this division, in my opinion. You got Mike Clevenger leading the way. I think he's kind of a closet Cy Young candidate. I think he's made a bunch of leaps these last couple of years. And I think with him and the other pieces they have, even Brad Hand out of the bullpen, um, the biggest swing for me is uh, Jose Ramirez needs to get off to a better start than he did last year. We saw him really dragging feet out of the gates and then kind of catch fire late. I think if we get that later version of him and Lindor kind of, you know, returns to that MVP candidate we saw a couple years ago, this team is as dangerous as anybody. They've been to the playoffs. They have all the experience. They just need to take a step. I can see the Indians winning this division. I know it's not the betting favorite, but I think there's a good chance these guys, you know, just pass them up.
0: Tucker?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, not a lot, not enough can be said about this rotation. Shane Bieber, uh, Cy Young finalist last year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think he's, yeah, I think he's certainly one of the favorites for this year. And then Mike Clevenger, I mean, that guy's just developed more and more uh, in his, uh, you know, upper twenties um, during his time here in Cleveland. I just think that he's going to step in to be, you know, basically a second ace. And then there's Carlos Carrasco, who's just absolutely filthy. You can see him stepping in and. I mean, just continuing to dominate the line of starting pitching in this uh, division—it's just uh, you know—it's very different for them. And then basically, as long as the offense can uh, you know stay consistent, I don't see a reason why they can't be one of those teams that gets overlooked. And it uh, only takes one hot streak. We remember in twenty was it seventeen when they won twenty-three games in a row. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, there's a lot of similar pieces, and then a couple of new added pieces that could really make that kind of push again. And knowing that they can just gives you all the more reason to think that this could be a team that makes a legit push.
0: Yeah, you saw last year they added Fred Mill Reyes around the trade deadline. That's a big bat who can slot into the DH. He's a terrible fielder, and he, he he was in the NL, which just wasn't good for him or his development. Now we can kind of just focus on hitting and just hitting. Uh, I think that's a big piece in their lineup. And then somebody else they added this offseason was Domingo Santana, who um, I think he's a bit underrated in terms of his bat. He had a really good year last year, hit over 30 home runs. Just another guy, middle of the order, um, right-handed bat. He's not going to do much in the field for you. Kind of a liability out there, but um, they have some guys who could swing it. Um, I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens with Lindor once his contract's up. I think there's been rumors he wants out, so will they trade him this offseason? Who knows? There's been talk about that, but looking at their bullpen, um, there's not a lot that stands out other than Brad Hand, but looking at these guys' numbers, I mean, they're pretty deep with guys who can come in and, and, and throw the ball, so... Um the bullpen yeah, sure shouldn't, be, shouldn't be that big of a weakness, I wouldn't think, um, especially with Brad Hand leading the way as the closer. So their over under is at 32, what you guys take there? Hammering the over,
2: like I said, I just think this team has a chance to win the division, and to win the division you're probably going to need to win more than 32 games. So I'll lean over and trust that pitching stuff.
1: Yeah, I'll be taking the over as well on this one.
0: Yeah, me too. Um, that's two overs to start for me. Okay. Oh, yeah. I think both those teams are pretty good. Um, I think this, this division is just too top-heavy. Those two top dogs yeah.
2: can really play. And then these other three teams, they're just interesting. Those White Sox,
0: I'm I I'll spoil it. I took over for the top three teams in this division. I did Because too. I think the bottom is so low between the Royals, Tigers, and Pirates in the other central division. I think they're going to get beat up on. And I think these top three teams are going to do a lot of that. Um, so before we go to the White Sox, anybody you guys are keeping your eye on with the Indians who could be a potential X-Factor, maybe a young guy who might come out and show what he can do? I've heard a lot of chatter about Oscar
2: Mercado. Um, a lot of people saying his bat's going to take the next step and that defense he plays. It's kind of like a Buxton Light kind of thing. He mm-hmm. covers well. Um, and I think if that bat takes another step, it gives you another big weapon in the middle of that lineup to go with your two switch hitting studs. So I, I like the chance that he makes a, makes a big leap.
0: Tucker, you got your eye on anybody? Yeah, I do like their pickup,
1: uh, free agency out of Seattle with Domingo Santana. Uh, You know, not the best numbers last year, but he showed a remarkable pickup from his time in Philadelphia. So excited to see how he does at another new environment. Uh, And he'll be more of a bottom half the order presence instead of uh, needing to pull more of the weight like he did in Seattle.
0: So I think that'll take
1: some pressure off and we might see a bigger year from him.
0: Yeah, those were two guys I had my eyes on too. Just to mention a couple more before we move on, um, Jake Bowers, a young guy, hasn't really put it together yet, but he was kind of a top prospect. We can see if he'll ever put it together. Bobby Bradley's in the same vein where he just hasn't figured it out quite yet. Um, but the guy that I think could be an X factor here is Cesar Hernandez, an off-season pickup. They slot him in at second base, top of the order type of guy um, with Frankie and Jose Ramirez. So I think he could. I mean, he gives you pretty solid defense at second. He gets on base. He hits pretty well. He's not going to hit a bunch of home runs for you, but he could be a nice one or two hole hitter, I think, for these guys. It's a good amount of speed on the top of that lineup, which yeah. are the players. Yeah, speed pitching, pretty good defense. So we're in on the Indians. We also took the over there. Um, next team up is the White Sox. Their over under is only half a game lower at 31 and a half. This team won 72 games last year, had a nice offseason, picked up Yasmani Grandal. Um added some pieces. I'll go ahead and throw it over to the top. What
1: do you like about this team? I love a lot about this team. There's a lot of young guys uh that are stepping up and coming up through the farm system who are looking to make an immediate impact. And then you have, you know, a lot of good veteran pieces like Randall and Carnacion is somebody you can't really overlook. I mean, he's got a lot of power. Um Mazara is another younger guy that can put it together, has some legit tools for a lot of pop. Uh, obviously Eloy Jimenez and Luis Robert. And then we can't forget about the one of the best leadoff hitters in the world right now has to be tim anderson and uh you know he's just another anchor that's gonna keep this lineup moving and you know love to have him in the one spot and then obviously there's lucas giolito uh, legit ace i have him as a cy young front runner amazing piece and then you have dallas keichel falling behind him with uh ronaldo lopez i mean that's a pretty solid one two three um the bullpen colome and chizik you know, those are a couple of decent pieces and some younger guys, uh, Jace Fry, Kelvin Herrera, another piece that uh, we sort of forget about. But uh, he's also a legit back end of the bullpen guy with a lot of playoff experience. I see all the right pieces here. They just need to hit the ground running. And I feel like they could have a legit chance here in the AL Central.
2: So um, for me, this is a case. I took the under that you guys are on the over here. Um, I just think they're like one year away. They're a piece away. I think Grand or I think Yaz is a really good pickup, but it doesn't help you a ton offensively. Good veteran catcher, good defense. The stick is fine. The
1: well, what's good. the what's the piece that they're missing?
2: I don't, to me, it's like I just I don't know. It just I, like I said, I don't know what that piece would be. I, I I just think they're a year away with Robert Beckham had a great year. Not Beckham. Sorry, uh, Anderson had a great year last year. But I don't think we see that same guy again this year. His defense isn't great up the middle. I just think they're one, one guy away.
0: Well, I'll, I'll jump in and I'll say I agree with both of you. Uh, the reason I'm taking the over is because it's only at 31 and a half. They just have to go two games over 500 and mm-hmm. they hit the over. Um, but I don't think they make the playoffs, and I don't think they're going to like um, completely exceed expectations just because they're young. And it's really, it would take a lot of things to fall into place for this team to make the playoffs. You would need. <clears throat> Ronaldo Lopez to figure it out. He has stretches where he looks really good. He has stretches where he looks bad. You're going to be relying on somebody like possibly Michael Kopic, who would be um, a rookie. I believe he's thrown in the bigs out of the pen and struggled, so I they think they're going to try him in a starter role and see how he can do. Um, and then you're relying a lot on young guys like Nomar Mazara, Luis Robert, Eloy Jimenez, um and, just a lot of unproven And talent. Nick Madrigal at second base, just a lot of young guys, yeah, who uh, without a lot of experience. I don't think they're going to be consistent enough to get, put this team over the top into the playoffs. But I do think they have a good enough squad, a nice mix of veterans in there to get to that 33 win mark, or 32 is what they have to get to to go over. Um, so, yeah, I agree with both of you. I think that they're, they're still a piece or two away. I would say it's a starting arm um, that they need to, to kind of go up to the next level. But it's a, it's a fun team. They're young. They're putting it together. They're fun.
1: Do you think they're willing to uh, give away one of those top prospects to you know try to land another front line of the rotation?
0: Right. I mean, that's something where if it was a full season, I'd say yeah. But like we've kind of talked about the whole, you know, it's only a 60-game season. It's like you have to trade out of that 60-player pool type of thing. Trades could be difficult to navigate. Um, but over the offseason, maybe, or sign somebody. I don't know. Um, who's the... I mean, I, I'll talk about someone who I think is someone to keep an eye on, Nick Madrigal, Um Oregon State alum. Looks like he should be slotting in as a starting second baseman if he can steal that job away from someone like Gloria Garcia. A uh, good contact guy, could be a nice either bottom or top of the order. He's not a middle of the order bat, but anybody else you guys are looking at? I think Mike Kopech has a good spot, like you kind of mentioned earlier. It's just a case of it's another
2: guy, top-tier talent, but can he kind of put the pieces together? and really make a move to help this team solidify that staff a little bit, whether it be out of the pen as kind of a stopper or as a guy who can really eat innings effectively as a starter. I mean, we're going to see. Um, I don't have a ton of faith in it right now. I just think it's probably, like you said, I think they're an arm away, and he's probably not the one, at least in my book. Tucker, anybody I don't, you're looking
1: at? Yeah, I don't think enough can be said about Nick Madrigal for the noise he's made on his way up through the minors. I mean, this dude, th- there was a strikeout tally for him uh last year as he was working his way up through triple a after just one year through the farm system it's amazing uh how easily this guy is able to put the ball in play move runners you know he doesn't have a lot of pop but there's definitely a lot of good contact there and then you know enough gap power to be able uh to get some extra base hits and be able to move runners and definitely uh be a big piece to carry the bottom of the order and then also just knowing that he was a um former Pac-12 uh defensive player of the year I mean yeah he's he's a big enough piece of the point where I could see him being a guy that makes an immediate impact with how easily he's adjusted to higher competition on his way through the system
2: well it really helps that middle infield defense just because Anderson's kind of below average you you slot a gold Glover potentially in there at second it really helps solidify that middle defense
0: yeah totally agree um and then just someone else to mention I think we have to mention him Uh, Very fun guy is Luis Robert signed a contract extension Um, hasn't seen any big league time yet. So he'll be making his rookie debut. He's the favorite to win rookie of the year in the AL. Um, He profiles as a a plus defender in center field speed on the bases. Um, He can hit for average and he can hit for pop. The only question really is his plate discipline and and, um, decisions on what he's going to be swinging at. So I think if he has a good season, he can kind of take that momentum into next year and really be a building block for this team. They've already locked him up for like six years. Um, so looks like Tucker and I are on the over. We like the young pieces um, to get to at least 32 wins.
2: And Keaton's a bummer. And Keaton a hates fun. Under. I hate fun.
0: He hates young teams
2: with veteran presences. He hates
1: the youth. He's presences. all about bunts presences. and small ball. I
2: love the small.
0: Presences is. I'm
2: going to miss all the, all the just sack bunts. It's just my favorite thing to watch. I love it. Also, um, can I move on to the Kansas City Royals now? Yeah, go for it. That sounds
1: fun. Even more of a fun Well, at least I
2: don't have to talk about the Tigers very much. So the Royals, let's talk about this. That staff is not very fun. You got Brad Keller, Duffy... Junis, Montgomery, Lopez, none of them are household
1: names. What more could you want?
2: Brian Keller's kind of fun. I mean, he's not a bad pitcher. Uh, ranked in the top 100 last year. I mean, that's fine. It's not a bad piece. It's definitely not an ace for a winning team. I think this team probably goes under that 24.5. I'm going to give that away early. But I think if you had to watch a Royals game, the nice part is is those top four hitters, you go Whit Merrifield, Aldoberto Mondesi, Jorge Soler, and Hunter Dozier. I think all those guys have potential to either, if the Royals want to trade them away and kind of build for way down the line, um, I think that's a thing they could probably do with those guys, especially with Merrifield and Soler, probably worth a good amount to a potential um, World Series winning championship team there. But the rest of this team's pretty forgettable. I think it's those four and it falls off hard. You have guys left over from the old regime in Alex Gordon and Salvador Perez and yeah, like I said, this this team's not good. They're going to go under the 24.5, I think. The rest of the AL and NL Central are just too good, and this team is just forgettable after those 400s. What do you guys got, Seth?
0: Um, yeah, I'm with you. I The pitching staff's pretty pretty poor. Um, somebody to keep an eye on in terms of an arm is Brady Singer. He was the top prospect coming up. Um, it looks like he'll be getting a shot with them. I'm not sure if he'll be in the rotation or out of the bullpen, but... Um, he'd be a fun guy to watch, and maybe he can figure it out and give them a top-of-the-rotation arm. In terms of hitters, um, lineups not really anything to write home about. You mentioned the guys that are nice. I really like Jorge Soler. He's a um, home run walk type of guy, good on-base percentage, good slugging. I, I really like him. Um, I'm interested to see if Adalberto Mondesi is able to kind of take his offense to the next level. He's a very good defender at shortstop. He's really fast on the base paths. He'll probably lead the league in steals, but his on-base percentage is usually around 300, if not lower, which is not ideal. Yeah, projected
2: below 300 this year.
0: Yeah, especially as I'm pretty sure he leads off for them. So it'd be nice to see him kind of work up some discipline and give them a table-setting, young, shortstop with range and speed. He's a fun little piece. Um, Yeah, I like Solaire. Whit Merrifield's good, but the pitching staff is just its not good at all. Um, All the projected ERAs are in the fours, in the high fours, really. Bullpen's nothing really to write home about. So I think pitching is going to be their downfall definitely. And I'm going to take the under 24 and a half as well. I think we're going to get lit up by the twins and Indians and those guys. Tucker?
1: Under. <laughs> that is the word that comes to mind when I think of the Kansas City Royals. Look, at the top of the order, it's going to be entertaining. They've got some power. You look at the pitching staff – there's not a lot there to really pull them. Uh, the bottom of the order doesn't carry things enough. The silver lining on that uh, subpar pitching staff has to be Jake Junis just throwing in frisbees nonstop. Uh, you know, he'll make the highlight reel on Pitching Ninja a handful of times, but uh, outside of that, there's not a lot going on for the Kansas City Royals, and I'm ready to move on.
0: Anybody to uh, keep an eye on from either of you? Any sort of Jake
1: Junis. He'll be on guy. pitching injured. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, yeah
0: I mean, I think
2: I think we talked about it. It's the top four of that lineup. It's Jake Junis if you like breaking pitches, and it's if Brad Keller can turn into a decent two or three starter. Um, once this team maybe gets some younger guys out there that have, like you said, more frontline potential. There's just not a lot to enjoy right now.
0: Yep, yeah, and I mentioned the two I like. Um, well, three. Soler. Uh, Mondesi and then um, Brady Singer as a young starter that maybe he'll figure something out, maybe not. We can move on to the
2: ever-joyous Detroit Tigers. Detroit Tigers. You've been chomping at the bit to talk about this club. Let's just let you dive into this. Thank you, you yes.
1: I like Miguel Cabrera. Is he in his 40s now or 50s? No, he's only 37. Uh, So so yes, he he is absolutely still drinking from the fountain of youth. The guy is God damn immortal! Um, nice silver lining for this absolutely dumpster fire of a franchise is Matthew Boyd is still a relatively decent uh, frontline starter, and he'll give you a shot one out of every five games. Uh, the downside is there are four other pitchers that have to throw before him again so that's uh, that'll 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 damp things down a little bit not a lot of optimism coming out of here with michael fulmer not in the uh rotation there's a lot of holes it's it's kind of like the titanic but now um it's just kind they, they sank they now. sank no they they sank they, they hit the bottom floor there's only up from here uh the projection is 21.5 for the over under and uh
0: they barely doubled that last
1: year. That's true, yeah. Well, the good news is they have only 60 games to lose, and while I don't think that they'll win a lot. No, wait, that's it. I'm taking the under. Um, that's about <laughs> where that thought ends. <laughs> good. Detroit, good God. What, what fun it's been. I'm going to hand this over to Seth and see what he has to say.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's not a whole lot to say. <laughs> <laughs> under. The rest of it. Um, Matthew Boyd's a nice piece. I'm going to take the under like this you This is said. clearly a pro-beer. Wow. Wow. Guy's he's got, got a great away. piece. Yeah. It's um, piece. One, I mean, I'll give my guy to watch now. It's definitely Casey Mize. He's the top prospect in baseball. Um, Over
2: Okay, pause. Over under of innings you think let the, the Tigers let Mize throw this year?
0: Um, 60 games. Well, if you really want me to show my hand, I don't think he's going to throw at all. Frankly, um, you're
2: telling these people to tune people? into Tiger baseball to watch a guy
0: who doesn't. No, 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 no. no, no. Possible, what part
1: right? of this is giving you the impression that we want people to tune into Tiger's baseball?
0: Yeah, first of all, that's a good point. Second of all, <laughs> don't watch it's, it. in, it's in the cards that he might uh, get a call up and throw this here. I just think it'd be desperate. I mean, maybe because they don't if they only play him like.
1: Well, there's no point. It's not like they're selling tickets. There's nobody well, the going the only, to the games.
0: The only, re- the only supporting argument for it is to get him out there and throwing it helps his development. Otherwise, he's not going to be playing any games at all. You could argue he'd be losing a year of development there. So um, I think he's ready to face Major League Pitching, and maybe they'll let him go out there. They wouldn't lose a full year of service time if they wait like a week into the season. So, um, But if he does get the call, he's a fun guy to watch. Um, I think he would definitely be – he's the only reason to tune into a
1: game. 11-49. and 49. I could see it. Goodness gracious. So how many first-rounders do
2: you think are in this lineup, which is bad, by the way? let's mm, go. Scope was not a first rounder.
0: Okay, you have their draft
2: picks there. Yeah, I do have nice. their draft. So like There's Cameron Mabin, it? first rounder.
0: Makes
2: uh, sense. Chris. Well,
1: back in '94, Kristen. he was quite a threat. Yeah,
2: Kristen, Stewart. <laughs> Kristen Stewart, also a first rounder. C.J. I loved also her in first Twilight. <laughs> Guys, this lineup was is bad. This lineup is bad. I mean, Mickey was an international free agent. Makes sense. Um, but, fellas, this this lineup is bad. I'm going to give you one name, a guy that I hope gets traded because I kind of like his Miguel name.
1: Cabrera. Please. Put him on a contender one more time.
2: Literally my only note is can we please get Matty Boyd and Miggy to contenders because those guys are going to deserve to die in the AL Central can for we the their lives. Uh, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. Right, have one more right. name for you. There's one guy I like. He's their five starter. He's almost 28 now. He's, he hasn't had a whole lot of innings. But Spencer Turnbull throws a great sinker if he can keep the ball on the ground and get outs. Um, he's a guy I like. Down the road, he seems like a guy who, like at thirty-two or something like that, could be a three-four starter on a championship team. I like his game a lot. He's the only pitcher besides Boyd I'd even give the time of day to.
0: Well, they have a good. They have one good reliever, Joe Jimenez. Um, he's pretty young, if I remember, too, mid-twenties. Uh, so that's yeah. That's about it, though, in terms of their arm talent right now. Um, so I think we all are under on the Tigers, and under on the Royals. Like this team's still four years away. It's, it's ridiculous.
1: Well, the good news is they're basically a shoo-in for another number one overall pick. Uh, Torkelson should be ready uh, in a few years. I like to think so. But in the meantime, can we just get the guys that are legit pieces yeah, and, and, and franchises that are worth watching? Uh, I would love to see Matt Boyd in a White Sox uniform. Like we talked about, they're missing one more uh, legit front side of the rotation starter and i think he could be it and then miggy i don't know just anywhere that has a shot at the playoffs we want to see him playing baseball in october
0: again
2: like tigers fans we are so sorry
0: i know like (laughs) don't get me wrong don't get me wrong we feel so bad so that about does it for al central preview we all like the twins to come out as the favorites here um Indians probably second, and then White Sox, Royals, Tigers. That's basically the order. This is going to be chalk.
2: I just trust this to be chalk. The only thing I can see that maybe flips, like I said, is the Indians maybe win the division. Yeah, I can see. Outside
0: chance. Something like that. Um, But thanks (laughs) for tuning in. We will have four, five more podcasts. We're going to preview the rest of the divisions, and then we will have one with our awards picks and our playoff picks. So we'll see you guys later.